Coming to you live from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I'm one of your hosts here on Six Seven Podcast on Twitch, and also the host of the Three Fat Nerds Podcast. My name is Rich, and joining me as he does each and every week, he's the other host here on Six Seven Podcast on Twitch, and is also the host of the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, better known as the OTPH. I'm talking Kenem. Six Oh Seven Podcast fam, it has been a hot minute. We have missed you. We are back. Let's go. That is right. We are back live on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. So much the fact in back that uh, I got to fix my microphone. I know. It's been a hot minute, man, because obviously the last time you saw us was New York Comic Con. We came, we saw, we conquered. Yes, that's true. But uh, now I had to get everything back in the studio shape. Yes. Because the the camera was not uh, the right height, and it was all it's all crazy stuff. Crazy stuff to be back on Twitch. Crazy, crazy. Not to mention my chair's a little lower, which is fine. <laughs> but that means I stay in the frame a lot better. This is true. How's everybody there doing out there in uh, watching live on Twitch? Or, shit, if you're in your car listening on the 3 Fat Nerds Network of Podcasting, you can feel free to answer that question as well. Yes. I'm just going to start. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to ask open-ended questions to our listeners realizing that they can't hear the answers from everybody else and just that's how i'm going to go about the rest of the show <laughs> ladies and gentlemen it's good to be back on twitch it's good to be back here for a live 607 tws after a couple of weeks of just podcast only which was was fun as well yeah it's always fun it is a good time at least we brought you shows and we have another great show for you today you know kind of cutting it down making it a little bit more side of box we're going to open the show we're going to talk about Something I'm not so excited about, mm-hmm. that being Crown Jewel. Yeah. Then we're going to mix it on over to the middle of the show. And when we go to the middle of the show, we're going to talk about New Japan standings and a huge New Japan signing. Oh, yes. Also, we're going to talk about some AEW. We'll talk about that. There's Tony Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, last but certainly not least in the main event, we are going to talk all about GCW's huge upcoming weekend. Coming to you live from the Ukrainian Center in Los Angeles, California. So that is what's on deck for this show. Happy to have you guys along. I'm happy to be here. I know Ken M is. Ken M, though, before we get down to complete business, tell the fine folks how to find you in the Ocho Dura Parley Hour podcast. Very simple. Swing on over to odphpodcast.com. Join in the conversation on our social media accounts. We're all right there. You can definitely interact with us. You can check out the directory, which has links to this podcast. You can just subscribe right to your favorite podcast platform. New Parlay Points blogs, a public source, so much more. It's at odphpodcast.com. And, of course, everything Three Fat Nerds, you can find at 8122productions.com. That's right. Just type it in. Get all the information there. We're on all social media. Throw Three Fat Nerds. Throw an at in front of it if you have to. That's how you find us. Hashtag 3FNPod. Of course, if you'd like to support the show monetarily, you can do that through our T Public Store, which is in the liner notes for this show. 
if it's in podcast form and probably I'm going to put it, I'm start doing liner notes for the actual show while it's on Twitch. And then of course it's at 8122productions.com and of course, patreon.com slash 8122productions where you can spend as little as $1 a month and get a ton of extra bonus content. Trust me, it is worth it. We got a lot of great people over there. We got a lot of great things going on and the computer is acting super slow today. So if you guys are watching on replay or live for whatever reason, we haven't streamed in a minute and it's kind of like lagging behind a little bit. So if you wonder why it didn't go back to the two screen, but that's also why I'm glad I didn't put any graphics in this week. Uh, there was an, uh, an, an, uh, download and I think it kind of messed a lot of things. Yeah. Up. Well, that being said though, I know you guys can hear it just fine though. So that's all that we really need. And let's dive right in and talk some pro grappling. Shall we Ken M? I think it's so. That's right, it's time to start the show. It is the opening bout, and uh, how else are we going to open the opening bout but talk about the show that I'm not super excited about, but it goes down this upcoming Thursday at a weird-ass time because it comes to you live from beautiful, progressive Jedi Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Of course, we're going back to uh, the great kingdom of Saudi Arabia at the King Fahad International Stadium. Oh, no, sorry. It's Redai this time. See, I should have read the notes before, but uh, however you want to cut it, it's Crown Jewel, and uh, I'm sure that there's quite a few of you that just don't give a shit the way I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going to be upfront with this. I have never cared about the Saudi Arabian shows for a couple different reasons. First of all, uh, I, you know... I don't want to throw the word blood money out there just because a lot of people do and a lot of things, but let's be honest, it is a, a less than ethical co- fucking country, and uh, if you have a problem with that, fuck you, you can change the channel, I don't care. Uh, if you're if you defend it, and if there's any Saudis listening, fuck you, you can suck my dick. So I'm already starting controversial and hot, you know what <laughs> I mean? Uh, don't you have something better to do, like, you know, create, you know, cause, like, the most atrocious crimes on fucking humans and shit? You know, hey, whatever. But... It is what it is. They pay WWE a lot of money, and we're a wrestling show, so we're going to put politics aside, and I just figured that was the best way to do my political statement, so fuck you, Saudi Arabia. Suck my dick. Your prince sucks balls. You won't do shit. I wish you would. Come here. You know where I'm at. Rich is starting off hot tonight. 1235 Upper Front Street, Binghamton, New York. You bunch of pussies. The only way they're brave is if they have a plane. Oh, Shit. Oh, drop it on him. I wish I had a bomb uh, thing because uh, that I think that was the most radical shit I've ever said. So fuck them. Wow. Yeah. Now, mind you, I love Arab people, though. That has nothing to do with this. This has to do with the fact that this is a horrible fucking country. Let's be honest. Let's get that out of the way. Let's get that piece of business out of the way. It is a horrible country. But WWE is doing business with them. It is what it is. We have no choice in that matter. So let's get past, like I said before, (laughs) before I really start telling you how I really feel about the wonderful country of Saudi Arabia. Let's get to the... (laughs) Ken's like, like, I don't want to comment that this could go look bad on my image. Uh, I love them Saudis and their blood money. (laughs) I'm just just here to talk some wrestling. I ain't here to talk anything else. I'm sure that everybody listening is like, yeah, fuck yeah. What, What the fat guy said. Yeah, that's right. I just said what we're all thinking. Let's be honest. So let's talk about what they got going down there. Uh, <clears throat> uh, we got the finals of the Queen's Crown Tournament. Uh, we, As you know, we do this live on Twitch at the same time as Raw. So I don't know who's won the Raw, but we know that Zelina Vega is in the finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to face whoever wins on Raw tonight between Shayna Baszler and Dewdrop. I'm assuming Shayna Baszler. 
I'm going to say a zoo drop. Really? It could be either or. But yeah. either way, one of those two. I know somebody at home right now, if you're listening on Wednesday or after the fact, they're like, well, we know who won. Well, we didn't because we're doing this at the same time as Raw. We started at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Same time as Raw. Unlike AEW and TK, we don't mind going head-to-head with Monday Night Raw. This, this is true. Uh, then the King of the Ring tournament final will be as well. Finn Balor is in the finals. We know that. And he will take on the winner of Jinder Mahal and Xavier Woods. I would really love my boy Xavier Woods to win, but I really feel like they're going to have Jinder win for reasons. No, I'm actually going to say it's Woods. You think Woods is going to take it? Because I, I, I want my boy Xavier Woods to take it. No, I have this whole theory planned out. I mean, I know we, we'll break down the, the card, but, I mean, for predictions. I think we are going to have an Xavier Woods heel turn. Ooh. And I think what's going to happen is he's going to get to the finals and come up short. And he's going to blame Kofi. Oh. And thus, the New Day implodes. Okay. I can see that. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, Speaking of which, in the Queen's Crown Invitational, I think this is going to, if it's Shayna Baszler who wins, I think Shayna wins the tournament just because Queen of Spades, they can't help themselves. Yeah. Uh, But if Zelina, I think if not, Zelina Vega should probably take it. That'd be interesting and nice. I think she should take it. But, I mean, if Shayna goes to the finals, I'm just like, yeah, no, Shayna's it's, it's going to be Shayna's lock, yeah. And uh, Finn Balor and uh, Xavier Woods, I think you're right. I think Finn Balor's taking this no matter what. Yeah, it's it's his to lose. Next up, we have uh, a historic moment. Uh, Mustafa Ali even put it out there. It'll be the first time on a major show that two Muslim athletes wrestle themselves. Very cool. Although, like, go back to what my previous statement was. He he also said he wished it was under better circumstances and in a better place. Mm. So uh, Mustafa Ali obviously shares my exact yeah. thoughts, but it's going to be Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali. We haven't seen much of the Mansoor since they signed him initially. He is the first Saudi Arabian superstar. I believe so. I do believe that's what they book him as, at least. Uh, he did win the very... He won the second... Uh, greatest Royal Rumble match that they had at a Crown Jewel. Oh, that's right. They have those. Yeah, they had, remember, they had I, the second I, one. Yeah, I don't watch the The cards. first one was run by Braun Strowman. But the second one was won by Mansoor. Was that the one, uh, uh, Titus World Slide? No, the first one was. First one Braun was. Braun Strowman okay. was the first The second one was Mansoor. Win. Gotcha. Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali. I'm not sure what they're going to do. I, I mean, I'm surprised Mansoor's not on NXT as one of the new developmental guys. Uh, but, I mean, I understand why he's on the card. Hometown boy. Uh, with that being said, I don't see him losing, so I think Mustafa's doing the job. I think so, too. I think it's Mansoor's all day. We got a Raw Tag Team Championship match. Uh, it's a rematch, even. The former mm. champions, AJ Styles and Omos, taking on the reigning champions, RK-Bro. By the way, the over and under that Riddle gets arrested in Saudi Arabia for breaking some kind of law. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not lying. No, you're not. And I, I, th- I think it's probably the over. I, I'm going to say the over. Uh, I think RK Bro takes this. Yeah, this is RK Bros. I mean, they've been slowly teasing about separating AJ and almost, so I I don't doubt this happening. And people love RK Bro for some reason. Uh, I'm also going to go on a limb and say this. Uh, this is just a glorified hell show. Well, yeah, that's yeah. So like, there's not going to be too much ground shaking and earth shattering here. I don't see any belts changing. The only belt that possibly might change, we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm. There's only one that if they want to pull the trigger on, they will. But I don't think you're going to see much else. Uh, next up, we have Edge versus Seth Rollins in a Hell in a Cell. Why they didn't save this for the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view is fucking beyond me. Yeah. But here we go. We're going to throw it away in Saudi Arabia. You know what it is? Is they want people to watch because they know that people are like me who just went on that giant rant and don't give a shit about this show. Mm. They know that the the viewership in the States is fucking low. Yeah. Actually, worldwide is low except for Saudi Arabia. And, you know, 
let's be honest, everybody's caught on that the only reason they're there is for money. Mm -hmm. So they don't give a shit if we're watching or not, but now they're trying to play it like they do. I don't understand that. So that's why this match is on this card, in my opinion. I have just this weird sinking suspicion like the match isn't going to happen. They shouldn't have it happen just because it should happen at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Well, that's the whole point. I think that this might be something where Edge gets hurt on the way to the ring or something. Like, they'll do some kind of shenanigans. I hope so. If not, I uh, I totally ex- expect to see maybe the Rated R Superstar go over here. Yeah, I mean, it, this is supposed to be the end of the feud, so... Yeah, I'm going to say it, it, it makes sense. I, I'd much rather see this end a different way, though. Of course, I know you're on bated breath for this next match. Uh, no holds barred. Bobby Lashley, the almighty, taking on Goldberg. Goldberg. I- I'm just telling you now, I won't be surprised if Lashley does the J-O-B, baby. Oh, I'll feel sick if he does. I, I, I agree. See it. No, I agree with you too. But you know, uh, this is why this is a glorified house show, and I'm not gonna be watching. I love how I love how I go. I'm not gonna see it. I, I really am not gonna see it because I ain't watching. <laughs> no, I like this card is a glorified house show. Oh, yeah. and and that's the thing. They're, I'm not expecting anything. I, they're not bringing any superstars in that I want to see. I don't want to see Goldberg wrestle at this stage. He was atrocious the last time we saw him in the ring. Why we're still carrying on with this feud is beyond me. But hey, it's ratings. I get it. Ironically enough, we are having another progressive, quote-unquote, moment for the Saudi Arabian show as we are going to have two women's matches on the card. The final of the Queen, as long as they don't change it up, the mm-hmm. final of the Queen of the Ring. Okay. And then, of course, we're going to have the SmackDown's Women's Championship defended as your champion, the man Becky Lynch, will defend against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. The problem is two out of three of those athletes, no longer on SmackDown. Yeah. So I'm assuming Sasha's walking out with this belt. It makes sense. It's a way to drop the title and get it on the one remaining person on SmackDown. Yeah. So I, I guess the end justifies the beat. Yeah, it's it's tricky booking of how they're doing this. But yeah, and it's just, I mean, it's going to be a fantastic match. But yeah, this is going to be Sasha's to take the belt off unless they do the whole belt swap thing when they get back to the States. Uh, I, I would be surprised. I think they're just going to drop it yeah. to Sasha. Uh, I'm wondering if one of the young ladies, because we're going to have two, five young women on this on this roster, very talented, by the way. I, I think I'm very proud, uh, very happy and proud of the women. I wonder if one of them is going to snub their nose at the fact that they have to wear different outfits. Because they're not allowed to wear their, right, right, their right. normal then, ring gear. Yeah, it's going to be different gear. And I understand trying to be progressive and trying to be out there, but come on, man. Somebody's got to stand up and be like, fuck that, I'm going to wear what I wear to the ring. It's not like they're stopping the men. Yeah. You know, wonderful, beautiful, progressive Saudi Arabia, ladies and gentlemen. Oy, oy, oy. All right. So we got two title matches left. Mm-hmm. First up for the WWE Championship, your champion, Big E, defending against SmackDown's newest arrival. Got to be top contender to Roman Reigns pretty soon. Right. Drew McIntyre. So I'm going to just throw it out there. It's going to be Big E all day. I was going to say, they already tipped the hand. Had they not done the draft, this would have been a maybe, Drew. Mm-hmm. This would have been a maybe. But let's face it, he's going to take the belt to SmackDown. I mean, what are they going to do, unify the titles? True, true. I don't think they are. No, I hope not. Well, they can't. No. Not with those big fucking money deals, man. Exactly. Now, when everybody was like, let's get rid of the roster, I'm with you getting rid of the fucking joint rosters. But not when you have the big deals they have. You have to separate them. That's why they did They did what they did. Mm-hmm. They had to appease USA. So they gave them quite the deal on stars. But, 
I don't think SmackDown lost that much. You, you still have the biggest draw in the business mm -hmm. in Roman Reigns. And Drew McIntyre is going to be a great contender to him in the near future because you know that's where they're going to go. Oh, yeah. They built him up well. They'll probably be a WrestleMania match. I would not be surprised. Because the last match, and I'm guaranteeing it'll be the main event, because Roman doesn't do nothing but the main event. Mm. Although, they might throw a Sidewinder at us and have the Saudi Arabian-born Mansoor main event. But if they don't do that, the main event of the evening should be, for the Universal Championship, the big dog, Roman Reigns, going one-on-one -on -one with the beast himself, Brock Lesnar. Well, you know Roman's not losing. Bump. Listen, I can see him losing, though. I can see him. This is the match I could see doing a title change. Only for, but only if they want to do it for, there's two reasons I'm accepting of a title change here. It would give us the Big E versus Brock Lesnar match, which would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Secondly, uh, you could drop the belt back to him at Rumble. Because yeah. I don't think that Lesnar should carry it along, and I don't think Lesnar even wants to carry it along. The only reason I would say that you might be able to hot shots because who else, if, if that's the case, who do you really believe taking the belt off of Roman? It would be Drew, but it's too soon. Who? I don't know. I, I don't even know if I want Drew in that position. That's going to be a tough spot. That's like taking the undefeated streak from the Undertaker. Right. But I think where WWE is going with him is they can definitely build him up. They have time to make a storyline work. And he's already been a champion proven. And when they had their match against each other last year at Survivor Series, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. It was a fantastic match, so people were automatically yelling, running back. So this would be a perfect way to set that up. I agree. But I, I also think this is a good way to get a chink in Roman's armor. Oh, yeah, sure. So that way it's an easier take. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. However, I don't know. Maybe they want him to, to take the, the, the longest reign. Yeah. Because he's getting close to it. He's been champion for well over a year. I was going to say, he's got, what, 100? He's got over 100 days left. So it, carrying it through WrestleMania gets him almost there. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's going to get him close. Almost there? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I like the booking with uh, Roman anyways. This match should be good once again. Let's be honest. We're going to break it down the winners next week, but the chances of me watching the show are pretty slim to none. If you did, you missed the rant earlier, go back and watch mm -hmm. it. It was, it was a little much, but I don't care. What are they going to do? Sue me? No. Good luck. <laughs> like, yeah, on. no, I've, just, I've never been a fan of this card because it is a glorified house show. So, like I said, there's nothing on there is really making me say, wow, I need to watch. I think I'm going to go back and, like I said, we're not going to, we're going to dance around what we dance around. But I think this is one of those things. And I, I've always made the joke that I would do anything for money, mm -hmm. that I, I'll change my opinions and stuff. But I know that I wouldn't be able to because right now the Saudi government could pay me and I'd be like, I'm not putting you over. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one of those things that actually does give WWE the black eye that people like to claim that it has. Mm. When when the tractors are coming at WWE as being a heartless, soulless company, and you know, say what you will. We can defend. I'm not saying that I want to see people lose jobs, yeah. but I can defend somebody losing their job. I can defend making the roster smaller. I can defend making budget cuts. Mm -hmm. You can defend them because it's a business move. Am I happy that it happens? No, but it's a business move. And I understand you can say, well, this is a business move too. But let's be honest. This is not something that people are excited about or happy about. This is something that has always been lingering over their head. That Oh, man. Yeah, they're paying you a lot of money, but, you know, you probably shouldn't do it. Mm. They are in the top five of, you know, what is it? Uh, Amnesty International has put them in the top five of violating human rights. Like, they're, 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 it's not a great thing. You know, it doesn't look good. And mm. I understand that they try to sell it as like, well, we've taken women's wrestling over there, and that's a big W. 
And I guess it is to an extent, but it's not. I just remember all the trouble they went through the last time with the whole plane ride. That we still don't know. Yeah, that's still, like I say, that's that's why I was kind of surprised they went back. But obviously, they're getting paid money a lot talks. of money, too. Yeah. Money talks. But my, that's my problem. I think that from a pure PR standpoint, mm-hmm. and this is why when people ask me if I think Vince McMahon you know, believes or gives a shit about AEW and everything else, and I always stern, stern and tell you I, I believe the man does not care, this is the perfect reason. Because if he cared about PR, if he cared about what people thought of World Wrestling Entertainment, they wouldn't go to Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, is there anybody that's going to argue the opposite of that? No. Because th- this is one of the things that literally there's no defense for, and it gives them a black eye. Once again, if you watch, I'm not going to be mad at you for watching. I'm not going to be fucking pissed off. I know Ken's not watching. I know I'm not mm. watching. But I just think that it's it's just in bad taste. And I think it's one of those things that until they stop doing, it will always linger over them like a dark cloud, and it will always give them a bad name. Right. For money or not. So, like I said, I always make the joke about I do anything for money, but there are some things that I wanted, mm-hmm. and that's one of them. I can't, I can't eke out on my morals for that shit. Obviously, Vince has a different philosophy, but then again, probably that's why he's a billionaire, and I'm not. Right, <laughs> Vince is a different cat. <laughs> you that's know, it the is what way it to is, describe man. it. So, once again, like I said. I've said all I've got to say about Saudi Arabia. I've said all I've got to say about Crown Jewel this week. Let us know. Hit us up if you agree, if you disagree. You know, I'm pretty sure that most of the people I'm 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 in a safe space for the rant because I'm pretty sure most of the people listening automatically and understand that this is a shit show, mm. and that's going to be that way. Next week we will run down the card real quick. I promise you that. Yeah. But I won't be able to tell you how good it is because I promise you I won't watch it because I have I have watched zero. Zero of the Saudi shows. I know the results, and I've all I've seen is some of the highlights. I think the only highlight of a Saudi show I actually saw was the slip and slide. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. There's nothing on there that really stands out like a WrestleMania card. I'm sorry, there isn't. Although hey, they try to sell it as it oh, is. Oh, they try selling it, but there's been no moments. Can anybody really name other than the Titus World Slide a standout moment that is like a WrestleMania moment at these shows? No, but I can tell you from. Uh, there's some people who have judged the whole, remember the, the dark side of the ring with the mm-hmm. Korean show. I mean, this is the same situation. Yeah. Basically they force people to go to these shows. So, I mean, if Vince was, if Vince was going after Eric for that, he owes uncle Eric a fucking apology. Yeah. I'm just going to throw that out there. And that being said, let's get out of politics. Let's get out of shitty wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. Let's let me recenter. Let me get my chi back into order. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. You are going to hear the sultry, sultry sounds of our good friend, Shout at the Robots, by the way. Yes. Who I love, 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 Shout at the Robots. Uh, give uh, the people how to find the Shout at the Robots, Ken M. Simply, you can swing on over to odphpodcast.com slash music, and you can go check out everything that's going on with Shout, their Patreon, where they're playing next, all their uh, links via Bandcamp, YouTube. Wherever they are at, you need to get in your system because they're fantastic people. And we're going to switch it up a little bit, Ken, because I am about to play you the theme from the Three Fat Nerds podcast. It's called Fail Better. It's off the Passive Aggressive album. And we're going to, well, if you're watching live, you're going to see the normal ODPH advertisement break. But it's just going to be a different song because I feel feel a little saucy today. So with that being said, listen to the music and shout out the robots. We'll be back in about 30 seconds.
You know, it's hard to come back from these breaks sometimes, kind of. That's right. It's hard to come back, and I'm going to tell you why it's hard to come back. Because I, I get into listening to the bands we play. Yes. And I, I, get, I love the music. And it's, I'm not just saying that because they let us use the music. I, I Literally, we go to their shows and stuff. So sometimes when you hear us a little extended on these breaks, it's actually because I'm jamming out to Shout Out the Robots or Second Suitor or Tom Jolu or whoever we're playing at the time. Mm-hmm. So just so you guys know, that shit is a shoot. Uh, with that being said... Let's let's talk some more wrestling. Let me get back into a good mood because I know I opened up a little hot, as I should have. But let's get into a good mood with. Oh yeah, that's right. It's New Japan Pro Wrestling time, and uh, I love me some New Japan. And let's open up with the big news. Yes, New Japan has made a huge signing, and I think this is a huge signing because I cannot wait for the dream matches we get to see here. And that, of course, is Buddy Matthews, formerly known as Buddy Murphy, formerly known as Murphy, formerly known as a lot of shit, mm-hmm. is New Japan Pound. How are you feeling about Buddy Matthews in New Japan Pro Wrestling? Super excited about this. Great landing spot for him. And the possibilities are endless of where he can go. Oh, absolutely. I think this right here could be one of the best signings that we've had period in new japan pro wrestling in my mm-hmm. opinion oh facts and i i think that they did a great job of this the matches are endless by the way there's so many matches we saw him in such good matches when they they moved him to 205 we saw a great side of of buddy murphy and i i'm, I'm loving every minute of this i cannot wait to see him in there with guys like el Fantasma. uh you know zach saber jr comes to mind uh Kodai Bushi comes to mind. Like, listen, the dream matches are endless. Kazuchika Okada, Naito, everybody. I would love to see Buddy Matthews against everybody. I even got one. I know we're talking Forbidden Door here. But there's a guy on Impact that I think he would put on an instant classic. Are you talking about Finesse Club? No, no, not Finesse. Well, him too. I I think Chris Bay would be a good one, yes. Trey Miguel. Ooh, Trey Miguel. Well, that, it's not such a forbidden door thing. New Japan does a lot of business with Impact. That's so. what I'm saying. Yeah, no, but him and Chris Bay, because I could also see Buddy Matthews joining Bullet Club, too. I can see it. I can see it. Well, guess what? Let's give you an update of the G1 Climax. We are coming to the end of the G1 Climax. Uh, as we record, uh, we've got only a few days left because, yeah, it's it's coming down to the wire. Coming up quick, gentlemen. too. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked about how close we are to the end of the G1. Uh, because literally, as we record, it's October 18th. That means the 18th, 20th, and the finals are on the 21st. Wow, that's fast. So... We're going to give you up to today's because obviously to, to after today's event, we don't have the, the numbers. But next week, we will cover who wins in the finals and such. So well, let's look at where the round robin's ending up. Let's start in block A, Kenem. All right, let's of do course, it. Of course, in 10th place is Tetsuo Naito, who yeah. got injured. So that is a free buy for everybody else. But uh, he got injured in the very first match he was in. So tied for... Well, technically, well, I'm not going to go. I, I'm not going to go into places because there's a bunch of people. There is no tie in next to last place and eliminated definitely from the competition. Yujiro Takahashi of the Bullet Club. Mm. So there's no possible way he can win block A now. Okay. Also eliminated from the Bullet Club, although he's got six points, so a little better. Three and six instead of two and six. Tangaloa of GOD. Surprised at that. Also by points eliminated because I don't think there's enough time for him as well. From the Empire, the Great O'Conn. Hmm. He had eight points. 
Now we get into the Harry Carey. These next two are on the bubble hardcore. They have to win out, and they have to have a lot of favors. But with 10 points, they technically could still win this thing with an event. Okay? Okay. And that is Zack Sabre Jr. and Toriano. Hmm. Why is it that Toriano always has a great G1? Yeah, that's... Come to think of it, yeah, he usually makes it uh, right till the very end, and then usually it falls apart. But these guys are technically not mathematically eliminated, but they need a lot of help. So I would not say that either one of these guys is going to win, because they would literally have to win. uh, Both of them have two matches left. They would have to win both matches, and everybody ahead of them would have to lose Mm -hmm. to even come close. Next up. With a lot of help as well, with 12 points, is Kenta. So I don't think Kenta's going to win this this year. Yeah, there goes my pick. Uh, oh, sorry. Also tied with 10 points is Tamahiro Ishii. So I, he's on the bubble as well. But I don't think he's going to make it. With 13 points, still has a chance mathematically in second place. Your reigning, disputed, technically, mm-hmm. IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Shingo Tagagi. Yeah, you know, I, I'm kind of hoping he does not win. Because I can see the different matchup at Wrestle Kingdom. But he needs some help, too, because he would have to win, and the person who's currently in first would have to lose out. With 14 points leading the pack in Block A is Kota Ibushi. Mm. So it looks like Kota Ibushi might come away with Block A. However, Shingo could win, and technically with a lot of shenanigans, there's other guys that could sneak in. So there's still a race, although it's uh, harder. Right now it's Kota's to lose, basically. Mm -hmm. The only one that could really catch up to him is Shingo. And less of a lot of shenanigans. So basically, it's still his code is the loose. If Coda can win out, he'll win this. Yeah, and I, I fully think he's going to at this stage. So let's go block B. And uh, we can go with all the eliminated guys because we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the people who are definitely <laughs> eliminated. Definitely eliminated. Actually, I'm willing to say that the eighth place in this division because of the amount of points the first place person has is also eliminated, but we won't call that quite yet. So all of these, one, two, three, four, all have four points in the tournament. That means they all have gone two and six so far. Chase Owens, Tai Chi, Yoshihashi, and the surprising Hiroki Goto. Goto is the one that's very surprising out of this. I got to agree with you on that one. With six points just ahead of those guys and mathematically eliminated with a three and five record is our good buddy, the good guy, Tamatanga. Damn. These next two are also eliminated mathematically with eight points, but still finish higher than other people with four and four records so far. And that is, and these are both surprises, Sonata and the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Very surprised at that. Now, technically, this guy isn't, like, I can't say that he's eliminated, but I do not believe, mathematically, it would be so hard. I don't see him happening because he has 12 points. That is evil. Hmm. Because the second place, and he's 6-2, and two, the second place person with 14 points who is and 7-1, the Rainmaker, Kazushika Okada. Hmm. And in the hmm. first place, with 16 points, with a perfect G1 thus far, 8-0, Jeff Cobb. Hell yes. So I think the evil, I mean, mathematically, he technically isn't eliminated yet with two matches left in the round-robin round before the finals. However, he'd have to have, Okada would have to lose both matches. He'd have to win both. And then also, Cobb would have to lose out. Yeah. So mathematically, this so a block it is. There's less shenanigans for somebody to win, but it's still Koto Ibushi's to lose. If he can just win, he's in. 
and and B Block, it really is just Jeff Cobb unless he could unless they unless he loses, he drops his last two matches. And in that case, if if, if Okada can win the last two and he drops two, Okada goes because he don't have one loss. And then with that theory, there'd be a weird tie, a three way tie. If Okada loses a match, Evil goes two and zero, and uh, Cobb goes two and zero. Would you think they would do a three way to to settle that block? Uh, maybe unless they go to tiebreakers. Have they ever done that before? Uh, we've never had that situation before. Yeah. So I don't know if we're going to start that situation now. So I, I'm not looking. I'm not saying that they're going to. No, no, but just to throw a different factor in there. I mean, that's the only thing that's kind of a little puzzling me. I agree, but uh. Yeah, overall, New Japan Pro Wrestling, we're coming in. Next week, we will have the finals of the G1 mm-hmm. for you. We will know who's going to Wrestle Kingdom on January the 4th to challenge the champion of their choice. I always say that because technically, you can challenge any champion. And a few years back, I don't know if you know this or not, uh, instead of challenging for the world title, uh, they uh, what's a, the somebody went for Intercontinental. Went for the Intercontinental. Uh, was uh fuck it was, it was uh, Shinsuke Nakamura went for the Intercontinental. That's right. Yeah, I mean it's an interesting factor to see how it plays out. I mean I I can't see Cobb losing. Not trying to be a Cobb you know super fan, even though I am. But I I mean losing I, out would be weird. But it, it's happened in the past. It's Kenny hap- Omega did. It's happened, but I mean they would slide in what? So you'd have Okada versus Ibushi, which is a fantastic match to do, but. I don't know. Like, that's just some weird shenanigans going on with that that I'm not exactly super fan about. Just got to say about that. I agree. I agree. Well, let's talk some. Listen, man, we're going to do an editorial here. Okay. Usually we save it for the main event, but we're going to end on a great note this week with GCW's awesome weekend coming up. Okay. And previewing that. So let's do our editorial now, and it's time to talk some AEW. Okay. There's a problem. There's a problem in this room. There's a problem, and there's a problem that AEW fans don't want to admit to. There's a problem that a lot of wrestling pundits don't want to admit to. There's a problem that only me and you seem to talk about. Mm. And I'm glad that we're the only ones talking about it. Because at least when history looks back brightly on this, yeah, you're not going to be able to be like, oh, we heard that on 607 TWS. Because you did. Mm-hmm. We both enjoy... All Elite Wrestling. I'm yeah. going to open with that because the, there's been some name calling. If anything, I'm a GCW mark Yeah. over WWE because, listen, I just shit all over WWE in their <laughs> business planning. I do it every week. I don't watch Raw. I don't watch SmackDown. The only reasons I watch pay-per-view is because we stream them and I have fun with my friends on the streams. Mm-hmm. That is the reason why I watch it or else I, you could ask Ken. I wouldn't watch their pay-per-view. He doesn't watch them. So, therefore, don't give me this shit that I go hard for WWE. I go hard for New Japan. I go hard for Ring of Honor. I go hard for GCW. Mm, that's your trifecta. Get it, get, it, get it right. Yeah. Okay? And there's other companies as well. All indie companies, all small companies, man. I like Impact when it's good, but they mm. drop the ball too much. Same with MLW. Let me be mm, honest. This is true. I love AIW. There's a lot. I could go on. But anyways, I won't. So, don't give me this bullshit. I'm just realistic. And so isn't Ken. And when we're saying this, this is things that people should listen to to correct. And I'm not saying that I'm the smartest guy in the room, because only one person's dumb enough to say that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about him right now, because his name is Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. Tony Khan. Listen, I understand going hard for your brand. I understand going hard for your team. I understand going hard for the thing you own and you love. But this past week, man, he has crossed all sorts of fucking dumb lines. Yeah. 
to say it mildly. First of all, head to head with SmackDown. Not really head to head. It was a fucking half hour. Yeah, that's like saying you beat the number one seed in the division and the quarterback and start running backs hurt. Like you, you did not beat them at full strength. Well, they didn't even beat them, but they didn't even they came close with with SmackDown being on Fox Sports One instead of Fox Fox because they got uh, ALCS Game One mm-hmm. took precedent over that. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, I have the numbers here if you want to know ALS uh, ALCS sorry Game One had a six point one three six rating. <laughs> With a 1.4 in the demo. <laughs> Damn. So if you wonder why wrestling was down this week, ladies and gentlemen, I got news for you. 1.4 million in the demo and 6.1, almost 6.2 million in the regular score. That's good for them. So SmackDown, whenever it's on FS1, does not do good. But this this one didn't do bad. 866,000 with a 0.24 in the demo. That's higher than I thought it was going to be, to be honest with you. Yeah, especially going up against uh, American League Championship Series and... And on top of that, uh, being on a different channel. Mm-hmm. AEW, though, on its normal channel, normal time, they were up a little bit this week from past weeks. They're at a 578,000 with a 0.24 in the demo as well. So tied in the demo. Okay. You can break down the half hour, which I'm sure people are going to try. It doesn't fucking matter, yeah. guys. At the end of the day, the, the number that matters is the overall number. I don't think that you guys really, because like I said before, if you can do math, numbers don't lie, but you can do math in such a way that I can show you how my ratings on the Three Fat Nerds podcast are actually better than Joe Rogan's. Mm-hmm. If I break down numbers far enough and long enough, I'll find it, because I'm pretty sure I probably do better in the Fat Nerd gen- uh, yeah, you, demo. You, you can definitely analyze all you want to find a number you like. Exactly. As a Fat Nerd, I know my audience, okay? <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> and we don't browbeat them. No. I'm looking at you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> But you know what else is telling? What else is telling is they put on this amazing buy-in. And I did watch the buy-in event because I really wanted to see Minaro Suzuki versus Bar- uh, Brian Danson. By the way, we found out that AEW fans aren't necessarily fans of real competitive Japanese-style wrestling team. Yeah. Because they were the ones that poo-pooed on this match because of all the strikes and everything. And I'm like, well, it's just a Japanese-style match. I mean... AEW prides themselves on being the you know New Japan, if you will, of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it seems like the fans have spoken, and they don't they don't dig that, which is fine. I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying, to each their own, right? Right. So uh, when we when we first checked, it had just barely over four hundred thousand on night one. Yep. By night day two, when we were watching football, we checked, and it had five hundred and eighty thousand views. Meanwhile, yep. comparably. <laughs> <laughs> the segment from SmackDown with Brock Lesnar facing off with Roman Reigns already had almost 2 million views at the same time. I was going to say, yeah. One. By today, by today, you're going to love it. The AEW clip, the, the whole show for Minaro and, and Brian, oh, was only at 800,000 views. And that same clip from SmackDown, when I checked, was at 3.4 million views. <laughs> So the clip game is not strong. No, definitely <laughs> and Once not. again, it's not it's something. But here's my problem. And this was all to say this, by the way. I, this was a long buildup, and I'm not happy. Once again, I don't go over the ratings. The, the reason I always say about I don't give a fuck about the ratings because I don't get paid off of ad revenue. Yeah. Neither does Ken M. None of us do. 
So therefore, the only people who should care about it is AEW and WWE because that's how they make money. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, the only people that should care about it and go hard for it are those people who make the money off of it. Fans, we should just be fans and enjoy everything. Tony Schiavone said it when we were at New York Comic Con Best. Yes. It's competition. It should elevate everybody. Everybody should be doing well, and I hope everybody does well. That was Tony Schiavone, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. That is not, unfortunately, that is not Tony Khan's ideal. So coming into last week, coming into this build off. Yeah. Uh, WWE did announce that they were going to play a dirty trick <laughs> and they were going to go over the half hour. That's how we we're going to have the half hour. And then they were going to make that half hour commercial free. Mm-hmm. Well, Tony Khan's response to that, of course, was, oh, I have more money than them. I can make everything commercial free. Yeah. Okay, Tony. Cool for you. As a, as a person, as a human being, yes, you do have more money. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't. Your dad does. Yep. Because your value is actually tied into your father's wealth because you have zero wealth. Just look it up sometime, mm-hmm. my guy. Your bank account's full because your dad just keeps launching it through. Uh, the Forbes article said it best about AEW. It, he, your dad thought it was a bad investment. He said, but you might as well waste some of his money while you're alive. Mm-hmm. While he's alive, sorry. That's his exact words. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but if your dad's your dad is worth more than Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is, is, is reportedly worth, according to Forbes, about $2 billion. Right. Shad Khan is worth about $8 billion. Mm-hmm. Again. However, WWE as a company currently is worth over $10 billion. Yeah. So let's think about this. Yes, you have more money than Vince. So you're right. But you don't have more money than the company that you're going against. Your dad's personal wealth doesn't. Mm-hmm. Last we heard from you, you were nine figures in the hole on AEW. Yes. That was the last we heard out of your own mouth in the Forbes article. Mm-hmm. You're not publicly traded, so we don't have to get the numbers. You can tell us whatever. Right. The fact that you told us you were down is kind of, you know, good on you at least, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter to me. But once again, stay in your lane, Tony. But it gets better. He's already clowning himself a victor. <sighs> and he went on to say that... And, and this is this is where we're going to get in, and this is where I really have a problem, Ken M. He went on to say that he no, that he will not make the same mistakes as Ted Turner and WCW because Turner and everybody involved in WCW only knew 1% of what Tony Khan knows about wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that right now, AEW is like, is like WCW in 1996. They're building the pace. You got it wrong, kid. Yeah. Because in 96, that's when the NWO took off. That's when WCW was winning. Mm-hmm. So you weren't. But we're going to play a little clip here because I don't think I have to say this because I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But this is why we need to stay in the lane. And we're going to come back and we're going to talk briefly about something that I want to throw at you and I want to throw out to the public. Mm-hmm. But I would like to, at this time... Turn this over this past week on ad-free shows for 83 weeks. That, of course, is the podcast by Uncle Eric, Eric Bischoff. He heard Tony Khan loud and clear on what Tony said. So he decided to come back. There's a, this is about a minute 34. I'm going to play the whole clip. This is Eric Bischoff responding to that comment by Tony Khan. Are you ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. By the way, once again, want to credit ad-free shows in 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff for this clip. Tony were to call me and ask for any advice, here's what it would be. Shut up and wrestle, dude. Just put out the best product you can and you've proven you can. Focus on that. 
Now, this is weird coming from me, right? The guy who challenged Vince McMahon, the guy who did all the – gave away their finishes, right? So people are listening to this are going, yeah, but that's him. The young Tony. Yeah, yeah, what young the Tony. hell? Yeah. But here's the difference. I was actually competing with him. I was going head-to-head, real head-to-head. Like, my show started at the same time his show started each and every week. And another thing, Tony came out and says, oh, we're, you know, we're at the 1996 stage of WCW, and we're just going to not make their mistakes. Tony, you're inventing some mistakes, brother. By coming out there and, and constantly comparing yourself or deriding your competition, but not having the willingness, I almost said balls, not having the willingness to say, okay, let's go head to head. Let's really compete. Let's see who can get whose market share. That's real competition. So I'm I'm a little disappointed in the rhetoric that I'm hearing out of Tony, as well as some of their talent, man. Shut the fuck up. Until you're actually competing and you're actually competing favorably. And by the way, Tony, in 1996, I was kicking WWE's ass every week in a real head-to-head competition, not a cosplay competition. Ladies and gentlemen, Uncle Eric. Yep. And I'm wow. going to throw it out there. He ain't wrong. No, you, it's 100% you can, can anybody out there, fanboy, not fanboy, whatever, tell me that the Eric Bischoff is wrong. In 96, he was going head-to-head on Monday nights at the same time as Raw, and they were winning. AEW is going on different nights and comparing numbers on different nights like we said before, and they're still not getting the better numbers, but somehow trying to make a difference and change the numbers, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Once again, if we break the numbers down far enough, we'll get there too. Yeah, you can find something there if you, if you dig far enough. But uh, overall, this is one of these things that I'm, gonna re- I'm going to say this. As a lifelong wrestling fan, as a person who spent over a decade in the wrestling business, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it like this. I agree with Tony. Uh, I agree with Eric Bischoff. Tony Khan, shut the fuck up and put on a better show. You want to go, you want to fight WWE? First, let's clean up in house. Let's make the product as good as it can be. Let's fix some of the production error, e- extras. Let's fix some of the storytelling. Let's fix some of the, the, the things. Let's get the numbers to where they should be. And then here's a fucking novel idea go real head to head every week with a WWE product. I would suggest Mondays with Raw. Mm. However, that means you also have to compete with the NFL. Because I would personally not go up against SmackDown ever. Because SmackDown is pulling in over 2 million, no problems, every week when it's on Fox. We can't go by the FS1 numbers that you can claim. You got an easy week. I said it last week. I called it out. It was, it was, a, it was a gimme to be close. Because it was on FS1. But if we're really going to go nuts and bolts... You want to go all in. You want to say that you're WCW in 96 and won't make those mistakes? Like Eric Bischoff said, he was going head-to-head, and he was kicking Vince's ass. Guess what you're not doing? You're not going head-to-head, and you're still not kicking Vince's ass. Because 1.1 million doesn't beat 1.6 or 2 point whatever on any given week, guys. I don't care what numbers you try to draw in and, and telling them they got the key demo. And when we're talking key demo in wrestling, nothing beats SmackDown. Not on Fox. Mm. This past week, you may have tied them technically because they were on FS1 as far as the demo. Good for you. But can you do it next week when they're back? Or are they, yeah, I think they're back on Fox. This yep. week. Can you do it when they're back on Fox? Can you do it when it counts? Because I don't know. 
And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm just saying this time, you know, there's an old saying, Ken, before I turn it over to you, because I want to hear your thoughts. There's an old saying. It's called shit or get off the pot. Tony, if you want to talk the big game, shit or get off the pot. It's easy. You go to TBS because that's where you're moving. And you tell them you want your flagship show Dynamite to go up on Mondays against Raw. Or you tell them you want it to go up head to head 8 to 10 p.m. on Friday nights. That is the easiest way to go. Live by the sword, die by the sword. Let's see. That's all I'm saying. Until then, I don't want to hear the fans talking about ratings. I don't want to hear Tony Khan talking about fucking ratings. It's, it's, it's insane. Let's end this. I'm tired of seeing this shit on my feed. Let's go head to head. What Eric Bischoff said was 100% right. Eric was 100% right on everything he said. We are now in what year with AEW? Three. And, three. And it's the same old song and dance, and you haven't changed the music. How does it feel to have Vince McMahon and company living rent-free in your head, the fact that you got to put out these numbers to try making yourself feel better? Because that's the interpretation, perception is reality that's coming across here. That If you want to sit there and stretch the numbers about saying you won because you made an ill attempt to go up against a flagship show that was on a different network and claim victory in certain demos for certain time frames. Listen, at the end of the day, there's one company that's still number one in this business and it's not you. So you should take the advice of Bischoff who went through that war with Vince McMahon, the real Monday night war, not the Wednesday night wannabe and really focus on your product because then you can have some real numbers to have that, growth with instead of saying oh well we did this in one demo we did this in one demo do we ever hear that from wwe no because they don't care because they don't care they're just putting up numbers period if your fan base is that passionate and you're putting out the best product they'll tune in and watch why is it that you had your best card of the weekend and trust me i watched rampage i watched dark i watched dark elevation i watched dynamite why was the best night of wrestling the buy-in because it had the best action from bell to bell. Why did your fan base not tune in? Now we are three days later. And it's on YouTube, so it's not like you can't find it. So please enlighten me about that. Yet yeah, we're still hung up on trying to say, oh, we beat SmackDown, even though SmackDown was on Fox Sports 1. And we won in the demo, which really doesn't matter because it's still bodies watching the program. You can't sit there and wave this flag and hope that you're going to still sell the dream. I understand about speaking something into existence, but it's three years now. You, you've had some success. You haven't had a lot of success. If you're, if you're still living in this fantasy world where you think you're competing with WWE and you're beating them in numbers that don't really matter at the end of the day. They do matter if you're in advertising, sure. But to the fan base, hell no, it doesn't matter. By the way, officially, the buy-in is at 941,000 views on YouTube, so not even a million yet. So you still haven't cleared a million. Three days. My problem with that is simple, man, and that means multiple people are watching it multiple times. Once again, it's not that I hate AEW. I just hate this fucking dumb rhetoric from Crony Khan. And I'm going to say this furthermore. This is, this is what I'm going to say. I want this. So all I want everybody, the Kool-Aid drinkers, the people who are really high on AEW, I know you listen. I know you hate when I talk about it, but mm -hmm. here's, the, here's what I want you to do. I want you to focus on this. 
focus on this statement. Take it into your brain. I don't want you to use the 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 the, the dismissive part. I don't want you. I want you to hear. Think of this logically out. We have found out in the past month that Tony Khan has taken all creative control from all the EVPs. Mm -hmm. That is a thing. He is now talking about that very openly in interviews. Okay. So he is now the head of creative, and he has—he just said this week, not even two days ago, I think it was Sunday, that uh, he said, and I quote, that it is easier, I have found it is easier to run a wrestling company from creative when one person is in charge. Okay? Which kind of what we've been saying. Yeah, we've been saying that for years. Here's the problem, though. When the guy in charge thinks that he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, when the guy in charge thinks... That he's the booker of the year. When the guy in charge thinks he's the savior of wrestling, when the guy in charge thinks that his company does no wrong and is slaying the beast that is WWE, when they're not touching them on revenue, they're not touching them on, on, on ratings, they're not touching them on anything that is even close, selling anything. Mm. Listen, you are nine figures in the hole. We don't know what the exact tune is, but we know it's at least nine figures because you said it yourself. Mm-hmm. On AEW as a company. Vince McMahon just made nine figures in profit. Yeah. $247 million was the last quarter, and I guarantee he made more this quarter. Which those numbers aren't out yet. But when they are, don't be surprised if that doesn't say closer to $300 million. Yep. Okay, so he's making nine figures a quarter in profit, and you've lost nine figures. You're nine figures in the red as a company. Okay, that's a drop in the bucket for your, for, for your dad and, and your wealth. That's fine. That's sure. cool. I get it, man. I do. And I, I respect the shit out of the fact that, listen, I'm going to say it. I'm going to call him a money mark. Mm-hmm. But here's what I'm going to say. I don't want to want to sound negative because here's the thing. If I had Tony's money, I might be the money mark too. Yeah. I mean, at least I know a little bit more about wrestling than he does, but still. Because Tony, trust me, when you say 1%, I will promise you, I will promise you we're a year apart in age, but I will promise you this much. I have forgotten more about the wrestling business than you've ever learned. Facts. I will promise you that. And anybody who wants to challenge that, go ahead. Because you can be just like Fuckface, who I know listens sometimes, and you can be mad and block me because then you don't know nothing. Trust me, there's there's plenty of critics out there, mm. plenty of journalists that don't want to smoke with me constantly because I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yep. At the end of the day, and that's not just me being cocky, that's me telling the truth. Oh, we could say names, but we don't. Oh, I'm not going to give them press. Oh, I know. They can kiss my ass. Exactly. And on top of that, on top of that, go through back, back, go back in time and listen to things I've said on this program, and tell me because I'm not fucking Nostradamus. I'm not predicting the future. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you what it is, how it is, and they've all come true. How it is, it is the only thing I've been wrong about. One thing I've been wrong about was I thought that CM Punk was a game changer, and he wasn't. Yeah. Because the numbers don't provide that. Mm-hmm. It is what is it. And I always thought he was the game changer. I was wrong. I admit that. I didn't pay $10 million for him, though. <laughs> so I guess I guess we're all good. Yeah. But anyways, going back to what I'm saying, here's the problem. With Tony, I need you to get out of your own uh, get your head out of your own ass and run this company the way we deserve as fans to have this company ran. And I'm going to tell you why. When you're making statements that you know more than everybody in the room, when you are making statements that you're infallible and all the things that you're saying, like Eric Bischoff was saying, and you're not really winning anything, all you're doing is setting yourself up to fail. Mm -hmm. And mark my words, AEW fans, and I want this competition. 
I want this smoke between WWE and AEW because I want the best wrestling. I'm, I've said it in this program a million times. I'm a greedy wrestling fan, as all of you should be. Mm-hmm. That's why I go out and I listen and I watch all the great wrestling that I can. That's why we're talking about Game Changer Wrestling in the final of this show because it's the best product out there. And, and you know I'm right because everybody's jumping on that fucking bandwagon now. Ironic, huh? Ironic that I've been, on, I've been leading this train for a long fucking time, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden everybody's on, and I'm happy. You know what? Unlike other people who are like, get off the bandwagon, I'm like, jump on, baby. Hop on this train. Let's ride it to the finish line. That's how I look at it. That's just me, though, because I think the more the merrier. <laughs> the you know there's no the reason why the, the game changer wrestling is selling out venues and now going to sell out the Hammerstein Ballroom and everything else is because people are watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a prediction; it's a spoiler. Paul Heyman, Rich. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pad. Thank Facts, you. Facts, Pad. Facts. And here's the here's the problem. Here is the spoiler from Pad. And, and, and as I'm going to say it, if Tony Khan doesn't get his head out of his ass and start treating this like it is in a business and making the proper changes, we are going to lose all elite wrestling. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not five, 10 years from now, but eventually the 1 million they're drawing in. And if they're not growing revenue and everything else, they're going to get moved from TBS to true TV. Like Ken Emma said a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is that yes, your, your dad and you can float it for as long as you can with your wealth. But at the same point in juncture, once the fans are off, you're going to become fucking impact. Yep. That is the bottom line. And you know why? Because you've made the same fatal flaw that every company since the dawn of time has made in the wrestling business. And you know what that is? You went at Vince McMahon Mm. and you challenged him and you tried to pick a fight with the man. And guess what? He'll do what he does to everybody else. The thing of the matter is take the playbook. What you should have taken the playbook of is a ring of honor and MLW. Mm-hmm. Who has now has a partnership with them. And the reason why is because they've been around for a long time. And yeah, they don't have large viewing, but they have an audience. And they've never poked a bear. So when Ring of Honor wanted to run Madison Square Garden, they let it happen. Yeah, there was no issues. Why? Because they're like, oh, these guys are always good with us. When MLW needed some help, Court, who used to work, Court Power, who used to work for Vince, mm-hmm. said, hey, Vince, I need some help. Vince said, no problems. I'll, I'll fucking help you. Yeah. Why? Because they were working together. Forbidden Door, is that what they like to call it, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is this, man. How you do that is you do you. You do the best wrestling you can. You build a fan base. And once that's big enough, once you have enough casual fans and hardcore fans, because those casual fans will start to become hardcore fans, then, then you challenge the king. Yeah. That's the mistake that everybody has made. WCW dropped the ball, not because not because of Eric Bischoff, not because of Vince Russo, even though that's a popular belief. It's because at the end of the day, when Time Warner was bought by AOL, mm-hmm. AOL didn't want to be in the wrestling business. Right. And they sacrificed that company because that could have gone on. They were still making money, even though they were making shit fucking TV. Yeah. The bottom line is that, guys. And since then, everybody has made that fatal flaw, poking the bear, man. Try, like I, we said when this first started, I want to say, take your head out your ass, regroup, and go, you know what? We don't want to be the person that takes out WWE. We want to be the first AEW who gives real competition and gives you an alternative. Mm-hmm. Not the same shit packaged differently. Because let me tell you what. I watched Dynamite. And other than one promo piece, every promo ended up in a pull-apart brawl. You know where else that used to happen? 2000 WCW. Yep. The brawl counter is real, Tony. You're not really creating anything. All you're doing is rehashing storylines and shit from when you were a fan. And since we're the same age, 
We watched the same thing. We were both ECW fans. We both watched WWE and WCW. I know this because I've looked at your history and mine. So we're fans of the same thing, and we grew up in the same era because you're literally one year younger than me. Hmm. Guess what? I've seen these stories before. And that's fine. As a fan, I dig it, kind of. But let's put that together without putting in the rhetoric because now you're making enemies of somebody who should be an ally with, like, Eric Bischoff. Yeah. Now you're making enemies with people who still love Uncle Eric, and there's a lot of them. 83 weeks, the popular podcast. Facts. I'm just saying, guys, let's get our heads out of our ass. And I know some of you Kool-Aid drinkers are going to be like, but Rich, you're wrong. They're the best. They're the greatest. Okay, cool. Remember, if we stay on the same trail, look at impact yep and that is your future just throwing it out there and that has nothing to do with wwe because they poked the bear too many times and then they dropped the ball too many times and finally people walked away mm-hmm. i can tell you from looking at the numbers once again your hardcore fan base is about 500 to six hundred thousand. yep welcome to the jungle baby <laughs> <laughs> so tony take a step back ba- daddy put down herb abram's stash put the vaseline away Hit them red cowboy boots back in the closet. Yeah. Before you're on Dark Side of the Ring, brother. Anyways, with that being said, we're going to take our final break. We're going to regroup. We're going to have some fun because I get to finally get out of the negative again and get into the ultimate positive because I love me some Game Changer Wrestling. And Game Changer Wrestling has a full weekend, a full West Coast weekend for us this weekend. And we should be fucking loving every minute of it. And we're going to tell you why you should love every minute of it when we come back from the break. But before we go to the break... Ken M, tell everybody about our good friend, Tom Jolu. Tom Jolu has an amazing album out right now that everybody needs to get familiar with. Fools, Friends, and the Great Beyond, I believe. Yes. Yes, sir. See, I always forget the name of it because I listen to every track from start to finish. and so I don't do even, I. I don't even need to worry about the titles. But there is so much good music about him. Like I said, you can go to 8122productions.com and check their music section out. Tom's there. You can go to odphpodcast.com and check the music section there. Tom's there. You can go to tomjolu.com. And that'll take you right there because, man, oh, man, oh, man, Tom is the best. The track that I'm about to play for you is off of Fools, Friends, and the Great Beyond. It's, and it is a direct, I dedicate this directly to our good friend Tony Khan as well as I direct it to myself when I go on a rant like I did earlier for about the Saudi Arabian show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is called Mad Men Only. We'll be right back.
Let's get ready to rumble! That is right, it is time to rumble! It is time for the final segment! It is time for the main event of 607TWS! And man, we've got a great show so far. Absolutely. I've been, I've, I've, I've done what JVD loves. I've gone on two rants this show. Yes, this is true. Uh, one was a little more harsh. Mm-hmm. It deserved to be. Mm-hmm. The other one was more of an in-your-face, and uh, hopefully people listen, and I'd love feedback on it. I mean, if you shit on it, I don't I don't really care because I'm not going to respond to you any fucking yeah. way, to be honest. I, I no-sell the shit out of people. I went to the Johnny Moose School of no-selling, <laughs> just so you guys know. Shout out to Six Eye Wrestling. Exactly. Big card coming up in November. That's correct. I'll be there. Yes. Just because I want to see... Uh, I, I want to see... Not even I don't even want to see Matt Cardona because I do like Matt Cardona, but I want to see G Raver, G Raver and Masada. I want to get I, I I I might even have to get a picture with G Raver. Ooh, maybe I'll bring if Diesel can come. We have to get him a picture with with G Raver with the mask. Yes, see if he's not scared because I think he's going to be terrified. I think he's going to be frightened. Speaking of which, happy birthday to Diesel because his birthday hey. is tomorrow. His birthday tomorrow, October nine or October nineteenth. Yes, so happy birthday to Diesel. I didn't say it on air today. I kind of I'm kind of upset about that, but. We can say it right here live on Twitch. Absolutely. All right. Let's talk about it. GCW, Game Changer Wrestling, hottest, hottest, not just independent, I would say hottest wrestling company in the United States currently. Without question. It's growing faster than any other one, including All Elite Wrestling. Fight me on that. We can prove this shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, trust me, the Game Changer Wrestling World's Heavyweight Champion does way better than he does when he's wrestling for those other three letters. Ironic, huh? Isn't it? Also, Marco Stunt. <laughs> Marco Stunt is a day-night difference. Joey Janela. Anyways, I, 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 I digress. So we have a huge weekend, of course. You can check this weekend out on Fight.TV. You can buy the bundle because it's sold out in person. Mm-hmm. Sold out. So all weekend, they will be coming to you from the Ukrainian Cultural Center in Los Angeles, California. Or as uh, Stone Cold would say, Los Angeles, yes. California. And uh, it comes to you all weekend, but Fight.TV's got your hookup for the bundle. And trust me, you're going to want to see these. They are late-night shows. That does not mean you have to watch them live. If you have it on Fight TV, you can watch whenever because it's unlimited on demand. Because I don't know if I'm going to stay up for all this. I'm trying to try. I'm going to try. Because it's 11 o'clock start times on the East Coast. Yeah, it's killing. Just so you know, because it's 8 p.m. Pacific time, which means 11 o'clock start times on the East Coast. It is what it is. But first up, we got Friday night. Friday night, October 22nd. Live from Los Angeles in the Ukrainian Center at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Pacific Time. We're opening with GCW Presents, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 7. Hell yes. Guess what? Let's go down to the match card, baby, and talk about some of these matches. Dude, first up, in a singles match, formerly former NXT superstar Marina Shafir, and also UFC superstar, taking on the young up-and-comer Masha Slamovich. Slamovich is getting a big buzz surrounding her right now. By the way, if you don't know what happens during blood sport, they take the ring ropes down. It's Kumite style, baby. Yeah. So there's no ring ropes. <laughs> you just wrestle. It's, it's wild. There's no top rope antics. There's none of that. No ring ropes. Kumite style. Uh, not to fight to the death, but you, still, yeah. you see some great shit. This card's going to be great. Next up, we've got uh, Zeta Zhang versus KZT. Okay. Next up, we have a battle of the flyweights. Yoya versus Starboy Charlie. Man, you want to talk about a fun match. Oh, yeah. Next up, this is going to be a hard-hitting. New Japan young boy on excursion and making a name for himself in the U.S., Yua Yua Yuamore, 
taking on the American Wolf, Davey Richards. Jesus, this is going to be hard-hitting. Next up, we have NWA's own Royce Isaacs taking on Clark Connors. Okay. In this super heavyweight division, <laughs> we have Jay... R. Kratos. Do you know who he is? Have you yes. seen him before? Massive man, Big right? Man. Guess what? He's going to go up against another massive man, Calvin Tankman. That <laughs> Big men doing big things. Once again, super heavyweight division. Yes. Uh, next up, we have Bad Dude Tito taking on Eric Hammer. Okay. We have New Japan Pro Wrestling Dojo War match pretty much here because both of these men are on Resurgence, the U.S. brand. Uh, of course, it is Alex Coughlin taking on our favorite friend of the show, Filthy the Tom, Tom Lawler. Next oh, next up, so we good. have one of the two main events of the evening as the host of this shit. And one of the baddest men on the planet, bar none, mm-hmm. definitely in shoot fighting. Yeah. Josh Barnett goes one-on-one with Tiger Hua. Formerly from NXT, I believe. That's true. Also, MMA specialist. Yeah. He's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu blue belt. He's legit. This is going to be a very, very hard-hitting match. Stylistically, it's going to be fun to watch Kumite style. Absolutely. But if that doesn't get you, as Diesel says, if that doesn't get you rock hard, the main event will. Yes. Because the real main event of the evening will take the dirty daddy. Chris Dickinson goes one-on-one with the king. Murder Grandpa. Grandpa Murder, I should say. That's his Grandpa Mur- No, it's Murder Grandpa, because he'd say Japanese style. Murder Grandpa. Minoru Suzuki. I'm checking my jaw right now because I'm feeling the strikes coming from across the nation. You want to talk about a badass match. <laughs> this one will not be the, for the faint of heart. I know that everybody that's watched AEW buy-in... Which you said you should still go check out. Uh, it was a great show. Don't mar- don't get anything twisted. Right, but if everybody was going well, that shot that Brian Danielson took from Minoru Suzuki that I thought damn near killed him. You haven't seen shit yet until you see Chris Dickinson take on Minoru Suzuki. I'm hurting already watching this. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just night one. That's Bloodsport Seven. Looks phenomenal. Yeah. Top to bottom, this is going to be a great card. Very solid card. By the way, this is going to be a lot of, like, if you don't know what to expect from a Bloodsport uh, event for GCW, it is a lot of technical wrestling and punches. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of striking. It's it's almost, I would definitely say it's closer to, it's, it's a hybrid form of wrestling, mixing the MMA style and very good. L- focus on striking and wrestling ability, much like you would see in an MMA fight. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's what you have to look forward to. There, it's usually a lot of fun, and they have some of the best technical wrestlers on the planet lined up for that event. Yeah, like I said, I can't complain about anything we just so, so, talked about. But wait, there's more because I said it was a weekend. There's a bundle, so that means Saturday night, also from the Ukrainian Cultural Center in Los Angeles, California, starting at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Pacific time. I said specific. Yeah. 8, 8 p.m. Pacific time, and uh, that means 11 p.m. Eastern time. It is going to be GCW War Ready, which is also sold out. Fight.tv. Might as well get the bundle. Just throwing it out there. They don't sponsor, but I mean, might as well. War Ready. By the way, commentary for commentary has been announced for these shows as well. Lenny Leonard is doing commentary on both shows. Okay. And I do know Dave Prezak is joining him for War Ready. Oh, nice. I don't know who is joining him for Bloodsport yet. Usually they try to bring in a special guest, so we'll have to wait and see. You think Morrow? That would be awesome. And it's not out of the realm of possibility. Right. 
Uh, so anyways, let's talk about this card because I think you want to talk about this card. I want to talk about this card. In a match that could steal the show, Arez going against Ninja Kamikaze fucking Mac. Man, I cannot wait to see this match, not only because I'm a Ninja Mac mark, but this is possibly going to be one of his last times we see him in GCW, according to that tweet. Yeah, and on top of that, Arez is a super talented dude. Arez is ridiculously talented, and it's Ninja fucking Mac. I mean, right there, you should get the pay-per-view. Absolutely. Next up, we got a battle of the young guns. Two of the guys who are going to be future rest, the future pro wrestling, mark my words, 16-year-old phenomenon Nick Wayne going one-on-one with the clout cutter, the East Coast ace, Big Breakfast, Jordan Oliver, one of the favorites of 607 TWS. Of course, this all goes back to uh, Chicago weekend. Yes. Where... uh, Jordan Oliver stole a win from Nick Wayne in a, the, the Futures of Wrestling six-man scramble match. Uh, so he yeeted the shit out of him in that match, if you remember correctly. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a great match. How are you feeling about Jordan Oliver versus Nick Wayne? Man, sign me up. These guys are the future of the business. Jordan Oliver, I, I am shocked that he has not been signed anywhere yet, that you'll see him up here on Mondays or Wednesdays. The kid is the future. And Nick Wayne, for being 16 years old, Jesus Christ, man, that kid can go. Fun story they got setting up here. I mean, that's one great thing GCW is doing. It's not only the wrestling, but there's multiple storylines going on with people that they can come back to and really have a solid build for. Because we know that Kogar has been feuding with Jordan Oliver. Now we're coming back to Nick Wayne and Oliver. There's so many possibilities for this, but this is going to be a hell of a match. I agree. I agree. Uh, Okay. Next up. First of two tag team matches of the night, well, that are announced so far. Because trust me, there's more that's not announced because we have some names on the show that are not in matches yet. But uh, tag team first of two match, this one has been one they've built to. This one's going to be good. On one side, you have basically the Samoan Wrecking Crew is what I would call mm-hmm. them. Juicy Finwa and, of course, Jacob Fatu. Yes. And they'll be taking on the team of the Dirty Daddy, Chris Dickinson and Starboy Charlie. What a story they got building here. And, I mean, this one, I, it's it's tough to call legitimately. I know Starboy Charlie is not exactly the biggest guy in here, but he's got the biggest heart. And Chris Dickinson, the only thing is how he's going to be feeling following uh, the, the Suzuki match. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing I could say. That's, that's why I give the little slight odd to Team Fatu, but could go a lot of different ways. This next match is going to be a mix of styles, but it's going to be in the best way possible as Alex Zane will be going one-on-one with possibly the best technical wrestler in the world today, Jonathan Gresham. <laughs> wow yeah that's all you can really say about that match it's phenomenal booking for this one and just sit back and enjoy by the way before i get into the two what what are in my opinion are the two main events of this show which who knows when they'll be on in the card I, the one will definitely end the show we'll talk about that last obviously mm-hmm. but uh so far not announced we had don't have a six-man scramble mentioned yet which usually on the west coast they'll put a bunch of young west coast talent which is good it's always a good time but also on this card i want to point out that brandon gatson is also is booked and not in a match yet. dark chic is booked and if you've never seen dark chic that's a great time phenomenal she's a phenomenal wrestler mm-hmm. uh and also the debut and gcw of the triple a Probably the John Cena AAA Psycho Clown. No, they did just book oh, that. They did book it. Psycho Clown is taking on Effie. Oh, so Psycho Clown Effie is a is, is book. Yes. So today that that's under the wire. Okay. 
All right, just are you double checking? Double check real I quick. I am double checking. So that was announced today. Then there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I guess I stand corrected. Psycho Clown versus Effie looks to be the match. Hold on, we're getting confirmation right now live. This is how you know this is fucking. We live. do this live, but I remember seeing the graphic. Well, that's awesome. If that's the case, yes, yep, there it is. Effie versus Psycho Clown. So there you go. There's another match. Psycho Clown has been added versus Effie. How you feeling about that one, Kenem? Fuck yeah. <laughs> just fuck yeah. By uh, the way, Psycho Clown, big fan. He's not Nino Hamburguesa. No, no, nobody is Nino Hamburguesa, except for Nino Hamburguesa. Right. But Psycho Clown's a very good fighter. Yes. Also, so now let's get into the main events, though. Mm-hmm. The two matches that I think everybody should buy this pay-per-view for. And one of them, the first one, is not going to be the main event of the evening. But it'll be one of the best matches on the card. Because it's for the GCW World Tag Team Championships. Your champions, the second gear crew, Mance Warner and Matthew Justice, are going to have the biggest challenge they have ever had to the GCW World Tag Team Champions. Because, ladies and gentlemen, that night, give them back their bullets. They're them, them boys from Sandy Fork by God Delaware. The Briscoe brothers, Mark and Jay Briscoe. Some shit's getting broke and somebody's jumping off the balcony. Bro. This I just haven't figured be, out who this, yet. This is going to be insane. This is going to be... I, I Honestly, this match will probably be the match before intermission just because they'll have to clean up the ring with... Because it's not going to be a death match. It will not be a death match. I promise. No, they'll be but shit they'll in there. they'll be shit in the ring. They'll yeah. be broken tables, broken chairs, bro- broken everything. There might be broken ring ropes. Somebody's body may be broken. This match is going to be insane. Them boys versus the second gear crew. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. By the way, you know who else will be on this card, but isn't in a match yet? You know he'll be there. Black Death, a.k.a. the motherfucking truth. Yeah, I was just looking to see if he got added, but you know. You you know know. he's going to be in the house, baby. And we're big fans of AJ Gray, oh, fuck if, you, yeah. if you don't already know. so And I'm sure he might even be in the corner of, of the, the second gear crew because he's a member of the second gear crew. So he might be in the corner for this match. If not, I guarantee he'll be in a match. Yes. But let's talk about the main event of the evening because we know this will be the main event of the evening. And I is not listed as a death match, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be a fucking death match. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in, in more every, ways than one. In every sense of the world. Yeah. Because the main event of this show, you have in one corner the king the no the man the, the king, king the, the god, god of this shit. shit nick fucking gage and in the other corner you have the king murder grandpa himself minoru suzuki suzuki versus gage is your main event of the evening Hey, Dan, thank you. 12 months streak, one Let's year. Let's go, Dan. One year? What, what do we do for one year? Oh. We got to get it in. <laughs> Drop, yes. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you, Dan. You, you got me excited, so excited, Dan. I was hitting my injured <laughs> wrist. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, that hurts so bad. I got to stop. I got I to gotta just fake this one. <laughs> it is an awesome milestone. I am so, it's so exciting to have you be here for one year. And it is, it, we've been on uh, a little over a year now. It's, it's amazing to be a part of. It's amazing to have you as a subscriber and just a friend of the show. And seriously, folks, if you're not following Game Ball Pod, they call this a movie, Stranger Damies. I don't know what to tell you. You're missing out on some of the best content being put out there. So make sure you fix that whenever you hear this, whenever you see this. It's very simple. If you need links, 
Let us know. We'll point you in the right direction. Drop those follows. Drop those subs. And and uh, I also got to point out, on a personal note, and this is not just because you're here, uh, but uh, meeting meeting them down at uh, the uh, New oh, York Comic Con was one of my favorite parts of Comic Con. Absolutely, year, so. likewise. Thank you. It was awesome. To, even though it was a, a a short period of time, especially for Kevin because he had to run all the way across, which he made in time somehow. Yeah, ten minutes. Don't ask me how I did it, and if I hit anybody on the way, I apologize. <laughs> but yes, it was an awesome time. <laughs> oh man, so awesome. But yeah, speaking of awesome, Nero Suzuki. Nick Gage, what do you expect? <laughs> I expect somebody to get really fucked up. There might be a death. There might be a legitimate death. I mean, I'm not wishing this, but Murder Grandpa versus the king of the shit. And have we ever had Mazzaro Suzuki in a death match before? I mean, like, not like a sanctioned death, one. Yeah, not proper death match. I mean, any match he's in could be a death match because he may kill somebody. Yeah. Uh, hey, a man's got to do what a man's got to do at Comic Con. That's right, damn it! And, and he made it happen. See, at least I didn't have to run as far. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was uh, eventually. I just I sauntered up. I had to do a I had to do an interview. No, that yeah. shit was up the escalator too. The broken <laughs> one. I went fucking oh, rocky on that thing. Holy shit! Hopefully, Nick Gage goes rocky on this. Suzuki's had a hell of a tear. Yeah, I mean, and I think this is probably the end of Suzuki's U.S. tour, I would imagine. I do think that this is it. Unless he has, like, some match for New Japan Resurgence booked or something, this is, I do believe this is the last stop on the Suzuki Express before going back to Japan. But what a way to end this. I mean, this is going to be violent as all fuck, and I'm here for it. Like, give it to me. This is one of the first times on his U.S. tour where he went back-to-back nights, too. Yeah. Because he's blood sporting as Chris Dickinson the night before, so. Yeah, I mean, this is just going to be wild. Like, I... I like I kind of like struggle to think about it. Like he's going back to back because these are gonna be these are not gonna be faint of heart matches. Those are gonna be tough ones, man. This is gonna be a great card. Uh, I can't say enough. GCW Game Changer Wrestling is always a great time. Uh, we order every event on Fight.TV. I am planning on hopefully, and you guys you guys will get some videos coming out because we're gonna be doing some videos for uh, Six or Seven Podcasts on YouTube, which eventually might even mean porting some of this show over there. I'm just saying, but uh, in the meantime. Uh, I'm, I'm planning on planning on as long as I can get tickets going to, uh, the Atlantic city, uh, new year's Eve weekend shows mm-hmm. for GCW. And also I plan on being attendance on January 23rd at the Hammerstein ballroom in New York city for game changer wrestling. Cause we support that product. And uh, if we're, if I'm there, there's going to be pictures and video and all sorts of crazy shit. And if I'm going to those events, usually Diesel's along beside of me, so it's it's kind of a lot of fun. I wish we would have filmed more at uh, uh, Cardona versus Gage at Homecoming. Yeah, woo, we got we. I I still have. I, I think my shirt from that night still smells like beer after washing it. Think, I think we got a message. Game changer would be like press pass. Make that happen. <laughs> maybe, maybe. With that being said, though, Game Changer Wrestling going down this week. Fight.tv is the only way to watch it because it is sold out at the Ukrainian Cultural Center in Los Angeles for both nights. So make sure you check out Fight.tv. They've got that awesome bundle, and that's the best way to watch Game Changer Wrestling. And remember, LA Fights debuts in November. That is going to be the sub-brand to GCW in the West Coast. I wonder if that's going to be the match that Dark Sheik is going to be in. Like, I think that we might have the scramble match be the LA kind Fights. Of a, kind of an LA Fights kickoff? Yeah, and I could see Dark Sheik being a prominent member of that organization too because uh, she, she's she awesome. probably will be yeah. she probably will be she'll probably be the the main attraction out there which she should be yeah absolutely and once again if you guys don't understand gcw has a, a smaller company out here in the east coast 
called JCW as well. So now they've got a West Coast brand of that. So they're going to get the young talent from the West Coast. So got, uh, athletes like Nick Wayne, who you see on GCW cards, sometimes on the East Coast when they can bring him out. But he's 16 years old. He's still in high school. Yeah. It'll be easier for him to do these LA fights, and they're going to be doing, I do believe, monthly or bi-monthly uh, shows, and they'll all be on for free on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel. Yeah. The same way J- JCW comes to you. So I think it's a lot. So, guys, this is a train that is filling up. Get on board, hop on board, and have a great time with us. We've been on the train for a long time. We've been sitting in that first car, rooting Game Changer Wrestling on for a long time, and we just want all of you to jump on and come with us. And trust me, some of the best wrestling on the planet going down at game changer wrestling Ka-dum! that's going to bring us to the end of 607 tws but before we go can you drop the knowledge on them one more time where to find the ocho duro parlay hour podcast very simple swing on over to odphpodcast.com join the conversation on social media you can also swing over to Parlay Points, check out the blogs. You can check out Friends of the Show, which will have you links for Podchaser, so you can find great podcasts such as Game Vault Pod, such as They Call This a Movie, such as the Three Fat Nerds Podcast. But they have their own section. It's called A122Productions.com. All that and so much more, odphpodcast.com. All information, go to 8122productions.com. Everything is listed there just like Ken. We got a T-published store mm-hmm. on 8122Productions. We got the Patreon link for patreon.com slash 8122productions. Well, it was $1 a month because you have done bonus content. You can find that link there. Also, you can find the link to twitch.tv slash podcast if you are listening in podcast form and not watching on Twitch. And if you're not following us on Twitch, what are you waiting for? Seriously. Make sure you're following us on Twitch because we got a lot coming up. I can announce to you that by next week on this show, we will have the date of the November movie night where we will be watching superheroes. So you won't want to miss that. We're going to get it to you early, so that way you guys will have time to plan it out. Come join us. Watch along with Superheroes Live. Also, next month, we will be returning to UFC Fight Calling mm-hmm. on November the 12th. We have to double-check the date. Give or take. It could be whatever. It's right around November the 12th if it's not November. For some reason, November 12th is coming to mind. But anyways, that is, of course, Usman versus Covington for the welterweight championship of the world. We will not miss that for the world, and we will be making our return to shot-calling, play-calling, play-by-play for the UFC. Uh, also, uh, coming up in the near future, I do believe in November, we'll also be calling Full Gear. Yes. And also, we will probably do whatever Survivor Series or whatever Fox coming out. So, lots of big things coming up in November. Plus, what's up? November 6th. 6th. Okay, Lock I, it was down. Off. I was off a Same day as yeah. All for One, so we'll be doing a lot of double duty that day. The same day as what? Excite Wrestling's All for or One Will Fall. Oh, well, I mean. Yeah. Brother, brother, brother. <laughs> yeah. The, the Lope. You better pad that lope, Moose. Pad the lope. If you want the best commentating crew in the business, you already know. Just saying. If you don't believe it, tune in on November 6th. <laughs> tune in also the following weekend, I do believe, is when uh, Full Gear is, correct? Yes. That's why November 12th was in my head, because yep. it's Full Gear. Full Gear is the following week. And then, of course, tune in. because We'll probably call Survivor Series, too, because that's what we do around here. Mm-hmm. But also, movie night will be coming up that month as well. We got a lot of cool shit going on, man. And you want to be a part of it. And eventually, we're going to be launching that D&D game. Uh, that, that is not bullshit. It's going to go down. It's going to happen. Maybe we'll get somebody to play Warhammer. I don't know. I don't know! <laughs> not live. I, that won't be me, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing against Warhammer. I'm just not jumping. I'm not paying that kind of money, bro. Nah. But anyways, all that and more. So make sure you're following us over here on twitch.tv slash podcast. It's, it's a lot of fun. And it's a great content. If you didn't, you would you missed all the great coverage from New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. More such and more, much more. So that being said, I think that's all I got, Ken. I think so, too. So for myself, for Ken, oh, 
Oh, I forgot to introduce it. So before we go, we end the show as we do every single week with our good friend Second Suitor. And the name of the song is One Winged Angels. The O to New Japan Pro Wrestling and the Cleaner, Kenny Omega. And uh, you can find their music anywhere. Of course, going to 8122productions.com or odphpodcast.com will get you uh, the links there. And you can just follow it for Second Suitor. They're an awesome band. We love those guys. And hopefully one day we'll have Tyler in studio during an episode of 607TWS because he's a huge wrestling fan as well. With that being said, though, you're going to hear that when we go. But take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And for myself, for Ken M, all we have left to say is later, wrestling fans. Top ropes, one, two.